0: Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I have a special guest joining me, Shannon Scott of uh, YouTube channel, Military Witnesses to UAP, and he's going to help. Uh, we're going to talk about some things here tonight, uh, about the uh, recent article that was uh, featured in the uh, Calgary Herald about um, Robert Solis, as you remember, who was uh, somebody who was one of the witnesses at the at Malmstrom Air Force Base back in 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, Dr. Bob Jacobs, who was shown uh, footage of a UFO shooting down a warhead back in 1964. And they've been getting interviewed uh, by the Arrow Office, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. And uh, I guess, you know, it's, it's a good thing that you know, people are finally taking them seriously. I do have some questions, though. I mean uh, I mean, these guys were told to be quiet about what they saw and uh, what they experienced back in the sixties. And now, uh, I mean, you have to wonder who, who was, where did that information go? Who was looking at that for the government secretly? I guess that's one of the questions I have with that, but I mean, it's nice that we have this arrow office, which reports to the, uh, reports to the Congress. That's good. I mean, that's a good thing, but, uh, you know i got, at the same time we know we still have the, there's still the, the the cloak of secrecy ongoing here um, so i guess that's the one concern that i have with that but hey it's a good thing it is a good thing that uh, that uh, this is something that you know people in congress are going to hear about and learn about it's about time you know i mean yeah. it's, it's only since the 1960s i mean these since i wasn't even born yet so yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, these guys are still around, and they're happy to talk about it with, the, with Arrow, and we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Shannon?
1: I think um, I, I go back to what Lou said. Um, at the end of the day, the truth will come out. It's coming out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the. Tr- I mean, it, I mean, there, there's nothing lasts forever. I mean, that's the one thing. There's nothing in this world that lasts forever. I mean, it just doesn't matter. At some point, it, it, things come to an end. As as and this this cover up is going to come to an end at some point. There's just there's no doubt about it. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna go through this article here, Shannon, and we're gonna just we'll stop and see what these guys have to say. <clears throat> Okay, this is it says here, and we'll start it off here. It says nearly six decades after seminal Montana UFO incidents, Air Force Vets brief, brief pentagon. And this was an article that appeared just a couple of days ago on the Calgary Herald. And it says here on the night of March twenty-fourth, nineteen sixty-seven, Robert Solace was a twenty-six-year-old U.S. Air Force lieutenant cocooned 20 meters below the Montera, Montana Prairie overseeing weaponry that could obliterate millions. Yeah. I felt we were under attack, said Salas, in a phone interview from his home near Ventura, California. But the assailants, he said, weren't any Cold War foes. Soviet technology couldn't have abruptly disabled the missile's guidance and control systems, which is what happened that night you would have to have sent individual signals to each missile and within seconds yeah. we had no power said solace 82 this had never happened before and we have nothing that could do that now solace said what transpired tr- what transpired above his concrete and steel bunker holds the answer or at least one of them uh, and this is this is what he's talking this is what they saw there that night it was an oval shaped form with a glowing light spotted <clears throat> just moments before the system's failure a non commissioned security officer on the surface made a series of increasingly frenzied phone calls to Salas, describing an oval-shaped form within, hey. pulsating, glowing orange-red lights hovering o- over the installation. The NCO had also described the approach of the silent object, which was making unusual controlled maneuvers, such as flying very fast, coming to a dead stop, then reversing course and making 90, 90- 90-degree turn, said Solis, who was locked into the subterranean capsule for security reasons. He was screaming in the phone, terrified. I told him to secure the facility at all costs. Responding to his orders, other security guards scrambled to other launch sites in the complex, only to see glowing objects hovering over them, said Solis. It was reported they lost radio contact with the flight security controller and were very shaken by the experience, he said. Less than a minute After the pulsating object had arrived over his launch control center, it had quickly departed, said the U.S. Air Force veteran. The dumbfounded officer soon found himself in a meeting with his squadron commander and a special investigations officer and was told the incident didn't involve any kind of Air Force exercise. Now, just to stop there for a second. Uh, Now, obviously, this this is not something of this earth. Obviously. I mean, obviously, these, whatever this object was that was able to do something like that was not from the, so, something that was sent from the Soviets. It was obviously not something that was sent over by China. We don't. Have, there's nothing out there. There's nobody out there, uh, not even in the United States, that would have had those kind of abilities back in the 60s. And I don't think that anybody has those kind of abilities
1: right now, quite frankly.
0: What do you think? I, I, I just don't
1: see but it. The, um, when it comes to Salas, when it comes to an individual who has spoken out about an incident more often than I can I can count. How many times did he go uh, in front of the press, um, congressional, uh, what the press club in Washington? How many times has he been there? How many times has this man been on TV or somewhere and had an audience and told his story over and over? And to me, it just doesn't go anywhere, right? But yeah. now, now the now people are starting to listen. I think. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just starting to listen. I mean, and and that's, I mean, but again, I mean, to me, I mean, at the, at the time, I mean, how, what else? I mean, I, I guess I don't, I I don't understand how it's it's that many years ago now. That's well over fifty years now. We're looking at fifty five years ago, basically fifty six years, basically, and it's still we're still it's <laughs> we're still playing this game. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely it ridiculous. it's absurd. It is. Uh, anyway, I'm going to continue with this article here. He says. Then it says. Saul said he was also told to never speak of the incident as it was now classified. I signed a non-disclosure agreement. I didn't start talking about it until 1996. He said. He recalls at that at that time in 1967, his colleague. Colonel Fred Mewald telling him there had been an earlier similar incident at Malmstrom, but only discovered decades later it had occurred just eight days before his own experience. He he also learned 10 ICBMs had been disabled under identical circumstances in September 1966 at the Minot Air Force Base in North Dakota. Within a span of six months, we lost 30 nuclear missiles to UFOs, said Saul's who provided an Air Force document declassified in 1996 regarding the March 16th incident at Malmstrom, east of Great Falls. The March 17th, 1967 communication contains clear expressions of alarm and bewilderment. All 10 missiles in Echo Flight at Malmstrom lost strategic alert within 10 seconds of each each other, it reads. The fact that no apparent reason for the loss of 10 missiles can be readily identified is cause for grave concerns at this headquarters. Now, now... I just want to stop there for a second. Now, of course, uh, the other thing here is what what does this say? What, 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 what does this say? I mean, to me, I mean, this is a clear message, I believe. I mean, if you look at those incidents there and you look at some of the other things that have happened throughout the decades, like the incident at aerial school, for instance, I mean, where aliens show up and, and communicate telepathically to some children. There was over 60 children that saw flying saucer land and alien creatures stepping out of it. Yeah. And then some of them communicate and, and, and give them messages of, the, of of impending doom and destruction, basically, because of our technology. And then you have incidents like this. I mean, I think that the message is, is that they don't like us having nuclear weapons. I mean, I think that's the message that we're getting uh, relayed here. I mean, it seems obvious to me.
1: Um, Rob and I, a, a, we, we do a lot of brainstorming and... One of the questions that we brought up was, well, if they have the capability of doing this and they do that. And I, I, I really think the only solution to the nuclear problem would be a, um, a Superman, um, the, the Superman quest for peace movie with Christopher Reeve. Um, that the only way we can get rid of these nukes is from an outside, a third party. Uh, we will never give up our nukes. Um, the the point I'm trying to make is that if these crafts have the ability to do what they've already done, what's I mean, theoretically, they can make um, maybe they can make these warheads inert before they even launch. In other words, is it possible they've already done it? Have you thought about that? When was the last time America or Russia has detonated a nuclear device? Well. It's underground you know you think about it wouldn't that be interesting to find out at the end of the day that all our all our um as they say our golden jewels um that they've been in they're they're lead they're pieces of lead they're worthless pieces of uh technology that they rendered useless now that would be cool that that's an awesome theory um rob and i came up with mostly rob but <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i mean might, i mean but here's the thing now you still have other countries out there like we know that north korea tested yeah. some nuclear weapons yeah. I, mean, yeah I i believe what i'm what, I, what my point of this whole thing is is that i think that we are you know it, it, we are engaged there's they're, they're here and they're trying to send us a message that's what it seems, it seems very obvious and anyway we're going to go through this we're going to go back to the article here for a second and see uh what else it says here okay it says here official discussion of uap facilitated, uh, facilitated at u.s forms as u.s forms new office during his remaining two years on missile duty at malmstrom salas said he never once heard the incidents mentioned but added he rebuffed security officer witnesses agitated pleas to discuss march 24th soon after it happened out of fear of breaching an order but with the release in recent years of U.S. Navy videos of pilots' encounters with UAP and a trickle of other evidence, the taboo has thawed, and last year the United States Department of Defense created the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARROW, which Solace describes as a conduit for whistleblowers. The mission of the ARROW will be to synchronize efforts across the Department of Defense and with other U.S. federal departments and agencies to detect, identify, and attribute objects of interest in, on, or near military installations, operating areas, training areas, special use airspace, and other areas of interest, and as necessary to mitigate any associated threats to safety of operations and national security, states in July 20. 20th 2022 press release and of course this includes anomalous unidentified space airborne submerged and transmedium objects it says on february 15th solace said for nearly 2 hours he briefed by fo- he was briefed he briefed by phone an Arrow official on his 1967 experience in what he called a watershed moment. He's convinced the military and government has covered up incidents it's known of all along. It's a milestone for me because I have never told my story to a government office, he said, adding the Arrow official seemed receptive and appreciative. I went through all the details extensively. It shows they're at least open to listening to witnesses and making an official Record of what we say. Solace said he provided Arrow with 22 pieces of documentary, documentary documentary evidence, including written notes and video. Affidavits signed by several other officers 13 years, years ago attest to the occurrences of Minot, at Minot and in Montana, which extended over months and whose frequency even necessitated special UFO briefings. Patrick McDonough was an airman first class doing surveying work at launch sites at Mount Mal- in Malmstrom in September 1966. When he says a brilliantly lit craft, 20 meters in diameter, hovered about 100 meters above them, it seemed to have pulsating lights going around it and a white light from the center looking down into the silo. There was no wind, no noise. He told the National Press Club in Washington D.C. in September 2010. From this dead stop, it shoots off to the east, like just like now you see it, now you don't. A police officer, his team. A a police officer his team encountered encountered soon after the sighting, he said, told him there had been more than 20 UFO sightings reports in that area that night. Okay, now, again, uh, where did it go? Okay. They're told to shut up about it back then. So where did they – I mean, uh, but what's been going on behind the scenes about this with, with, all, with this all these years? That's what I'd like to know. Like, what's been going on behind the scenes? I mean, they have to know a lot. I mean, I guess yeah. here's my problem with this whole scenario here. Is it's great that Solace is coming forward and, and telling his story. It's about time yeah. somebody in the government listens to him. But the government, people in the government knew about this way back in the 60s, way before uh-huh. we were even born. So, I mean yeah. – this is unbelievable. I'm in my, I'm going to be 55 this year. And this is before I was born. And and, and so they have to know something, right? I mean, that's just absolutely absurd. I mean, why are we going, I guess this is my problem when I see this. I mean, I'm happy about it, but at the same respect, it's like, you mean there's they haven't been looking at this in secret for all these years? That's my issue with this whole thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I had a great point, but it, it, it <laughs> I've lost it. <laughs> Man, you're uh, Okay, here's the point I was, was going to make. Um, I've, I've been doing research on this craft, and I, I know what it looks like and stuff like that. The same, I believe, my opinion, I believe the same craft that was involved in these incidents is the same one not too long ago was right off the, um, the uh, port and starboard bow of the Ronald Reagan during flight ops. Um, that report came out, um, I think, early, late last year, I believe that. And then I, I, I also did research late last year, early last year, that um, it's the same, I believe it's also the same craft that was above the uh, USS John F. Kennedy in 1971. Um, the way that people describe it, it's the same, it sounds like it's the same craft.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it just seems like it's, I, I, yeah, it could be. I mean, that's that's yeah. what you're saying is you know could be. But I guess my whole issue is is like they're being told to shut up. There's some people in government that come up to them and say, "Hey, you're you're signing this uh, non-disclosure agreement. You're not allowed to talk about this." And this is back in 1967. So what what's been going on behind the scenes all these years? I guess that's well, my big issue. I can tell and, you and one yet-
1: thing: when the people tell them that not to say anything, they're the same people that um that they're told to tell their people not to say anything too. So it's they they go down right down the tra- chain of command. It's not like men in black show up and make me sign a a non-disclosure. They they pass some I'm not saying it happens in every case, but I'm sure it happens quite often where they tell a chain of command that this individual needs to sign a non-disclosure agreement about an incident that happened on a certain date at a certain time.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's go back to this article a little bit and see what else it says. It says here, here's a headline. It says, my mind was blown. I didn't believe in UFOs when I was growing up. And This is the Solace continuing it here. It says, the day before Solace spoke to Arrow, U.S. Air Force veteran Dr. Bob Jacobs shared with the office his recollections of September 14, 1964, the day he said he viewed the film of a UAP shooting down a warhead off the coast of California. I've been trying for 40 years to get the government to listen to me and the Arrow official said, now you are, said Jacobs of the nearly three-hour telephone briefing. I was not interrupted. He only asked me to not name names, and I didn't. What what he did tell Arrow is how he operated an experimental photo project capturing the trajectory of an Atlas D using an extremely powerful telescope and high-resolution camera. A few days after the launch at Vandenberg Air Force Base, Jacob said he was summoned to a meeting attended by his military superior and two men in gray suits and viewed a 16-millimeter copy of the original 35-millimeter film of the missile's journey. In it, a saucer-like craft appeared near the missile's dummy nuclear warhead traveling up to 9,000 miles per hour at the edge of space and hit it four times with some kind of beam, toppling it into the ocean below, he said. When I saw it, my mind was blown. I didn't believe in UFOs when I was growing up, said the retired first lieutenant from his home in southern Missouri. UFOs are real. At the meeting, yes. the Air Force veteran said he was asked if he and his colleagues had doctored the film, a suggestion he vehemently denied. I said, it looks like we've got a UFO and was told you're you're never to say that again. This never happened. He's convinced. The original film and its print were destroyed. Adding, he was mysteriously ha- harassed, even violently, after first publicly speaking about the episode in the early 1980s. He's lost teaching jobs for speaking out. He says, but doesn't regret doing so. Okay, let's just stop there for a second. Again, <laughs> again, we have this kind of nonsense going on where people, you know, say something about you're never going to talk about it, but then somebody they can't help themselves It's just they see that years go by and he finally says, you know what? I'm telling people, I don't care. This is too big. Why are we, why are we not talking about this? Mm-hmm. And then they come out and then they lose their jobs and the gut, and then they get harassed and who knows what else was going on. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. What happens to people?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And especially the ones, the, um, our, our airmen and, Sailors, whoever get, they they get injured by these things. And not only do they have to do this non-disclosure agreement stuff, but they have to live with the um, health effects. Um, Apparently from Dr. Gary Nolan, they're quite substantial.
0: Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not happy about this. Again, I mean, hearing this story, it just it, it just turns my stomach. I mean, my stomach is turned when I hear guys like this who are serving in our military who basically get threatened over things that they see, and then years, decades go on, and then they finally come out and say something, and then they're basically threatened, harassed, they lose their jobs. I mean, someone like, uh, for instance, Jesse Marcel Senior, you know, he wait, he was he was retired, he was very sickly when he finally. You know, told the yeah. public. So I don't think he really had much to worry about at that point. And I don't think he cared anyway. Um, but again, these other people, you know, for all this year, all these years, try to tell people what's been going on. But yet, again, like, okay, Arrow gets this information. They collected this information. These guys finally have someone to talk to within the government to tell their stories, right? Instead of right. being told to shut up about it. And then that information gets brought to the Congress, and that's all fine and dandy. But again, what happened to the, the studies before? Like, what were they doing in the past? That's, that's my big question. This is the whole problem I have with a lot of this, what's going on right now. I mean, I'm glad about it, but at the same time, who are the gatekeepers? Who are these people? The, the, uh, you know, like when you read things like the uh, Wilson Davis memo, apparently there's, it seems like it's mostly controlled by the military-industrial complex, by the weapons manufacturers. It's very yeah. upsetting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, did you see uh, not the latest from Richard Dolan, but the one before the the one he put out on YouTube um, talking about there's been three people in, in, in history that uncovered this um, program? And he goes over the, the when it happened and who it happened to. It's amazing. Yes.
0: Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. Richard Dolan's uh, for anybody out there who's watching this channel should most certainly be watching Richard Dolan's yep. uh, YouTube channel and and also podcast. He is great stuff. I mean, that guy there is somebody that is very serious researcher. Uh, I mean, his books are amazing and his and his podcasts are always dynamite. I mean, I always get a lot of great information in, in, in his podcast yep. and his YouTube channel like uh, i highly respect his research I mean that's I mean anybody again like the people in the press again we're just playing this stupid we're playing a game called let's let's be really stupid I think that's what this is in in when it comes to the UFO subject for the, all these decades we're playing a game called let's be really stupid and 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 the media they act really dumb about it they don't question anything uh the Pentagon pretends everybody's really a, a bunch of ignorant people uh, jackasses basically and we just move on and everyone pretends it's not real but then there's a whole bunch of people out there including myself who actually see these things and experience them and then there's people in the military who see them and experience them and they're told to shut keep their mouth shut or maybe we who knows what might happen to you and that's where we, that's how it's been going on now it's starting to loosen up a little bit because of uh things with uh like lou elizondo ever since again since 2017 since he came out of the shadows and and those and those uh, videos were leaked. It seems like we've been on a different trajectory with this, but still, but still, we're 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 six years out from that now, almost from, from since that started. And I'm not satisfied. I'm still not satisfied. I and by the way, wh- what's going on with Lou these days?
1: I, I mean, I know you're friends with Lou Elizondo. I mean, has he? Uh... Yeah, I'm. I, I would just say this. Um, he's been extremely busy i put i tweeted it out today i have to force myself to tweet sometimes because i don't think i do it enough but today i was throwing all my photos up there and then um yeah um when it comes to people working hard in the background he's definitely one of those people who are is working very hard uh he is the grease to the squeaky will you might say he is he's been busting his ass um a lot more than people would think if you ever, you ever met someone who was a workaholic and they really you think they needed a vacation i think lou needs some time in fact the guy has worked so hard i think he should take the rest of his life off as soon as he gets done what he wants to get done the book's coming out um hopefully we'll he'll allow us to uh, put out some more information about that soon um everybody's interested in his book and other projects that he's he's got his he's all he's got his hands in everything so yeah um he's busy
0: okay let's go look at some of the comments here from some people since they uh been chiming in here while we've been talking it says here Jesse was what's up cork zone uh not much just talking ufo's like usual <laughs> thinking about ufo's like usual uh <laughs>
1: Hey Jim, uh, I gotta I gotta ask you a question. Did you ever think you'd be doing what you're doing today?
0: I you know I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I I just I got to so either. Yeah, I think what happened was basically how this happened for me. I guess you know I was it started when I was I guess a couple years ago in the middle of COVID. You know I've always been yeah.
1: you no
0: know, interested in UFOs, but you I, I see things on TV and I see how the media handles it, and I w- I was laid off at the time. I was like you know I'm gonna start my own YouTube or my own podcast i'm gonna just see what happens you know because i I love because i there's i felt like there was things that needed to be said by people that just weren't being said you know and that's why i started it because i i feel like like there's some things that seem like common sense a lot of times but not not anybody a lot of people don't talk about it it seems like there was a certain you know everyone's I, i i don't like the 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 way people are nice about this a lot of times a lot of people it seemed to me not everybody but there was a lot of people on the in the ufo community they just basically let a lot of times it seems to me like they allowed the bunkers to, to kick them all over the place sometimes and it, it just bothered me it's like what, yeah. wait, why don't you just say this this or this instead and I, I felt like there was messages that weren't uh and points of view that weren't being made with regard to this and on the on top of it I felt like you know, I had my own experience. I know for a fact it's real. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, let's see what else some people were saying now. Uh, Vapid engage has responded. He says Robert. He talked about Robert Jacobs. See, well, he was talking about earlier about the ICBM, and then we we did talk about
1: that. Yeah.
0: But then later on, he says he he thinks with the Robert Jacobs, he says it wasn't a live warhead, and that's why I believe the Robert Jacobs UFO wasn't alien, but a test by our own people. Boy, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not only sure. if it's
1: um. If it's a reproduction vehicle.
0: I mean, well, here's the thing. I mean, I mean, the way what he described, I mean, he was pretty certain. In fact, that there's more of this article we can go through. I'm, I'm certain that there was yeah. comments that they believe it was alien. What he saw. I mean, I I just don't know what he described. I mean, it was just flying rings around it. and yeah, it doesn't and sending matter out beams. if it's alien
1: or not. It, 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 what happened, what, what people should be shocked is that there's technology out there um, that we would like to get our hands on. That runs circles around our uh, something going Mach five. That's hypersonic, you know, and it's doing circles around hypersonic. Come on.
0: Well, I guess here's another thing. You know, when you really think about this, okay, if 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 we had the technology like uh, like this to be able to go like they exhibited at Malmstrom, right, where they basically shut down all the. Uh, Nuclear missiles, right? If we had technology like that, we'd be able to take over the. We'd be able to take over the world. We'd be able to. Okay, yeah. guess what? We're gonna fly all over Russia. We're gonna shut down all our nuclear missiles, and then say, "Look at if you don't give up right now and take, we're, we're gonna we're, we'll blow you to kingdom come." I mean, that's basically what we would be able to do. It. I mean, when people talk about, uh, that's another thing that gets missed a lot of times. Like we talk about reverse engineering, and I'm guilty of this too. Reverse engineering, I, I believe, it's more than just reverse engineering recovered technology. I think it would be. Uh, you'd want to try to figure out exactly how they're capable of doing some of these things. Like not just, I mean, how do you shut human beings down when you're doing an abduction? How do you make them forget? You know, how do you walk um, through walls? I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that go along with it. It's not just, you know, flying in these craft that make no sound. And
1: One of the things I'm, I I thought about this exact same thing. Um, How do they do this? I come to the conclusion that these people, whoever they are, these people, these folks, they are masters at, um, putting, you know, putting people to, they're anesthesiologist experts. So if we ever communicate with them, they, they could probably teach us how, how they do it and we can do things better. Um, cause that was a surgical tech once, once upon a time. So yeah, anesthesiology is important. And these people, th- these people, whoever they are, they can do this from a distance apparently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have to, I mean, how did they, how were they able to shut those missiles down? I mean, that's, that's insane. We are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, uh, again, the whole issue is: I'm glad that these things are happening. I'm glad that there's some sort of, uh, basically, there is something going on more than ever before. Basically, really, when you think about it, I mean, a lot of people forget what it was like pre-2017. Yeah. Uh, I don't forget it. I mean, it was hard to talk about this. You know, it was hard to because you know people would just say, "Hey, the government, uh, you're, you know, you're the one who's crazy." Uh, uh, the, the government would have told us, and then no, they wouldn't have. I mean, anybody who did research on this would know this. But again. Again, this is bringing it to light, and people need them yeah. educate themselves better on this. I mean, all the people who are watching uh, podcasts like ours and, and video channels like vid- YouTube channels like ours, uh, they know. But it's everybody else trying to get everybody else on board. You know, right. I think that's the that's one of the things. Uh, I'm going to go go through the rest of this article here. Yeah. Finish finish it off. It says here, Pentagon reviewing phenomenon dating back to 1945. When asked by post-media why the United States government is now interested in its veterans' recollections and what will be done with them. A Pentagon spokeswoman said they have been directed to review the phenomenon from January 1, 1945 to the present. Present. This review includes oral history interviews, open-source analysis, interviews with current and former U.S. government officials, review of national archives and records, and other relevant sources, Susan Goh said in an email. Arrow is committed to pursuing all viable leads to ensure a thorough and comprehensive historical review. Okay, let me just stop there for a second. <laughs> okay, now, uh, now the problem I have with this, okay, okay, yeah, they're they're instructed to do these things, but there has to be already something there. I mean, why are we going through all these motions? Again, it comes back to that: there has to be, there had to be an investigation c- conducted secretly. There has to there be. Different. There had to be. There there's, was. there's, either, whatever it's called, majestic twelve. What? Who knows? Right? But there has to be a secret control group behind the scenes that's been looking at this. Why play this game? Why do we have to play this stupid game when they, there's already the information? Has to be There has to be something hidden about this that yeah. they're not showing us. And that's what bothers me about all of this.
1: There's always been a control group. There's always been people looking into it. There's never been a time where they go, it's UFO thing. There's nothing to it. You know, pack it up. We're done.
0: <laughs> no way. No way. There's no way. All right. I'm going to uh, read some of the rest of this article here. It says a, height, when a heightened willingness to confront the phenomenon isn't confined to the United States. A, a year ago, after receiving decades of reports of drone or UAP sightings over Canadian nuclear power installations in several provinces, Manitoba MP Larry Maguire asked Deputy Minister of Natural Resources John Hannaford if he was aware of them. Hannaford told the Standing Committee on Natural resources he wasn't, but that I can say overall, security of our nuclear facilities is obviously of extraordinary importance. He also told the committee he'd certainly take under advisement, yeah, take under advisement, McGuire's suggestion that Atomic Energy of Canada consult with its American counterpart over its similar experiences with UAP. In a subsequent letter to Hannaford, McGuire said encounters with UAP have been reported through normal Canadian Armed Forces channels. However, no information or investigative efforts or conclusions has ever been made public. In June 2021, then Defense Minister Harit Sajan was reportedly briefed on the issue. Well, again, when they say stuff like uh, uh, they're going to take it under advisement, that means they're not going to do anything with it. That's what that uh, phrase always meant. Anyway, continuing with this article, it says, As for the United States military videos that have gone viral in recent years, skeptics have dismissed them as optical illusions amplified by distance and other factors. A long-awaited report issued by the Pentagon in June 2021 was unable to give an explanation for many of the UAP encounters with its naval airmen over nearly two decades. But both men said it's the Solace and Jacobs said it's, it's telling that governments find they can't ignore the issue and are adamant their experiences are proof Earth is being visited. Those were extraterrestrial objects. There's no doubt on my mind because of what they did, said Solis, who'd like to see the briefings be a catalyst for congressional hearings. And Jacobs and Solis said the visitors' focus on humanity's nuclear capability is likely meant as a warning and one more relevant than ever, given global tensions heightened by the war in Ukraine. It's a shot across the bow, said Jacobs. So there you go. That's the end of the article. Now, Jacobs, of course... Now, he believes what he saw. He believes it's extraterrestrial. I've seen this guy in, in multiple different interviews over the years. He thinks it's extraterrestrials. Solus thinks it's extraterrestrials. I mean, what else could it be? I mean, it's it's like obvious. Again, we again, we, people want to play the game of let's be stupid. Let's all be really stupid and pretend we don't know what it is. Yeah. You, you, you go first. It's like a game. We should make like a Monopoly board version of it. <laughs> let's be really stupid about UFOs. Uh, who could come up with the dumbest excuse about what the alien encounters are like let's 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 say that the aerial school kids uh uh the, the winner of the game will will be the one who comes up with the the traveling puppeteer troupe as an explanation for the aerial school incident that's where I'm at with it mm-hmm. uh, i'm just again it's very frustrating i'm very frustrated with this whole thing yep. and uh uh Again, I'm happy about this. At the same time, I'm still frustrated because it's like we're just being dumb. We're just a lot. I mean, and there's nothing really. I mean, this is good in a way, but it's because something. It's something. It's better than nothing. But it's almost starting to feel like it's is this Project Blue Book Part Two, maybe, or is it something better? What's your what's your feeling?
1: I I believe um, during Project Blue Book, there was that was the cover program. There was actually a. Uh, a classified program that was mirroring that one, that was actually doing the real work rather than trying to excuse everything under the sun. Yeah. As a public relations issue, you know, uh, the Air Force was using, um, was, uh D- Dr. Heimlich, that was his name, uh, using him as a public relations, you know, just squash it squashed everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just uh yeah, you know, again, I I I see this as uh obviously I think what the message, here's the bottom line. This is what I think is going on. There's no for regardless of what anybody thinks, I believe that what happened at at Malmstrom yep. was most certainly extraterrestrial. There's no doubt about it. And I strongly suspect that what happened with uh Jacob's uh film that he saw, I believe that was a demonstration by extraterrestrials yep. uh I know there's some people who think otherwise, but that—that's my belief. Doesn't make me right. I believe that was a demonstration. I believe the Mount incident mission. It was a de- demonstration. I believe the Ariel school incident, among other incidents that were very similar. Uh, there were some other incidents like this. I think that was a warning. Um, uh, what they're going to do? I guess. I guess my, my the way I see it, I think if there's they're looking at us. And they're and they're seeing what we're doing with nuclear weapons. I mean, look what we do. I mean, look at the news every day. Just what we do to each other on a, on, a, on a yeah. It's just I'm not going to get into that right now, but I'm sure everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. <clears throat> it's just it's a never ending nightmare. Okay, you can't you can't go anywhere anymore. Basically, you can't. Nobody's safe. It doesn't. It feels like we're just living in this land of horror and mayhem and violence. It just no over and it's all it's everywhere. It's over the whole world basically. And I, I mean, if you're in if you're an intelligence and you're looking down at us and you're saying, wow, these people are really getting advanced, uh, they're advancing techno, tech, uh, very quickly, I mean, and, and they have nuclear weapons. I and mean, what's going to happen at some point if they, I think that's the concern. They're cons- they could be concerned of us somehow, you know, who knows how advanced we're going to be 100, 200, 300, 500, 600, 1,000 years from now. We might be as advanced as they are. I mean, I don't know. We might be.
1: Yeah, Maybe cons- they're afraid of it. that. I had a conversation with a nurse at Mayo Clinic yesterday. I had to take my son in for his appointment. And we, we were talking about her grandmother. Her grandmother is 99 years old and she remembers the horse and buggy. That's the way of transportation she, she took. And now look at us, we're, we're exploring, you know, beyond our own planet now. We've already been to the moon and that was a half a century ago. Yeah,
0: I mean, I just, I mean, and then when you stand outside and you look up at the sky, I mean, anybody with a brain in their head, right, could look outside and look up at the sky and realize the billions and trillions of stars that are staring down back at them. I mean, how could you, if, if you don't see, if you don't realize what, what's, what's possible and what is actually, there's just no question that there's life out there and there's no question that there's life out there that has uh, advanced beyond where we are right now. I mean, just the chances are you yeah. uh, know it's just this universe is too big and obviously all these people uh who talk about this subject and ex- and experience these things they're all nope, not every no no all these people aren't lying of course there's a you you could sprinkle in a few liars a few hoaxers a few misidentifications okay you filter them out but then what do you got there's just too much there's too much and yet again the media goes along with this nonsense we're playing this game of stupidity and yeah. And these aliens are trying to send us a message, obviously. And I don't, think, I don't think we're... I don't know if we're getting it. We're not... I don't think we're really... we are It doesn't seem like we are. I don't think... We, I think what they're, they're seeing us and they look down at us and they look, wow, these people are out of control. Look at these uh, monsters. Look what they do to each other. And what happens if they come after... What happens when they, when they advance another uh, thousand years from now? What are we, there could be something that they might do at some point uh, to, to prevent us from bringing our our uh, violence uh beyond this
1: planet that's my feeling i think um everybody just needs to take a deep breath and come to the realization that if the rumors are true that folks have been testifying behind closed doors at congress it's done it's it, it, this is this is this is game over folks um the next we gotta think well, what's the next step well we have to be notified by our representatives about what they learned um unless they're probably you know unless they're told hey due to national security and it's in the best interest not to cause a riot uh we're, we're just going to keep this uh keep a lid on it um i think it was brichette um in congress talking about um People testifying behind closed doors um, of these um, legacy programs, um, you know, they they, they spilt the beans already. People already come forward. I, bu- I believe that people have come forward. So we're now waiting. And I was telling Rob today about we need to brainstorm about exactly how is this all going to unravel? Because it's going to unravel. Um. I really believe what Lou says. At the end of the day, uh, the truth will come out. So I'm, I'm not worried about it, it's like today. Was it today or yesterday? I don't know, I'm retired, I'm disabled, so days blend, okay? But there was um, a Twitter, uh, people were tweeting from The Sun or some, somewhere um, over there in England, the newspaper was putting out that the, um, that Scotland photo that came out, what was the name of that? uh the
0: oh, i know i've i've done
1: all right that there was a, basically an explanation there's a possible don't get descript, like oh man do not put all your eggs calvin in yeah calvin don't put all your eggs in a basket i don't know if it's uh, terrestrial or not it kind of look you know you look at the shape of it it does have the s the um but like the um, f111 or whatever that stealth fighter look um to it maybe it was something dragged behind. i have no idea what it is it could be et i don't know but let's just say that the truth comes out oh man it hit me right here because i i I really wanted it to be real me too but the thing is maybe there's a you know a more terrestrial uh, explanation to what things are sometimes and there's some things um it looks like magic it's the stuff is the technology is there but to our eyes it just blows our minds and looks like magic and that's why we say hey you know this thing just took off there's an explanation why everything is the way it is there is no like magic these 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 entities um you know they they had their own struggles and i'm 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 looking forward to the day I get to hear about their how they um, how they progressed as a species and their history and who they met and the lessons they learned. I want I want that as well. And if they're good at technology, guess what else they're good at? Medical technology. Preston Dennett, how many times has he talked about people being healed with eye issues, lung issues, whatever issues? Boom. They come along and they get a little visit. And they're doing a lot better. So obviously, they they have the technology to make the sick well again. And um if any of you guys uh, uh, up there in those craft watching this video right now, you come pay me a visit. I need some help.
0: <laughs> well, you know, they do have the cure for a lot. Of, I mean, I've, I've seen some of Preston Dennis' videos where there was people who said they were had cancer and it was cured. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the other thing. We don't even know. I mean, now, of course, there's all different. I, 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 I hear from different people all the time. Some people think they're up to no good. Some people think they're here to help us. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. Don't I think either. and that's, that's the problem with the cover-up because our government, the people have been studying this for, privately, secretly for all these years, they have yeah. to have a, some idea what's going on. They have to. I yeah, mean, we've recovered craft and stuff like that. They have to know. Yeah,
1: when, when it comes to like when I first saw Lou come out um, when he was uh, with the stars and other folks that come out like Sean K. Hill and others, uh, they. My apologies, I got distracted by my dog again. Can you go outside after after this show, okay? Just wait, okay? So. <laughs> Daddy, I got to go pay. Nah, you can wait, man. You, you got a big bladder, man. Uh, but anyway, um, had to do with, uh, the early days. Oh, when, um, like when people like Lou came out and I totally lost where I was going with this, I was like, maybe I'll get it right before. I know what I was talking about. I'll talk to it up to that point and hopefully I understood what I was thinking. I do apologize. I'm on pain medication. I had uh, some dental work done. Um, I'm on oxycodones, cottons or something. I don't know. but I. I Unfortunately, I just took one because I was in pain, and I apologize. That's fine. And uh, yeah, But you know what? I'm, getting, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get healthy. Um, but it had to do with uh, folks in the early days. Uh, oh, I think I, I think I know what it was. It had to do with, oh, um, people like Lou, remember what the story was, um, that it was a threat. It's, you have to identify it. Everything's a threat until you identify it, right? And he made a great, um, an example, um, demonstration. He talked about a unknown submarine popping up in the Potomac, right? And it goes back down, never seen again. Well, I tell you what, if that really happened, people would be losing their, losing it, right? So, um, especially our, our, our DOD and our military and the Pentagon and, all the way up to the president. They, you know, we don't know why this happened, but we're going to look into it. Well, guess what? We've had incidents like that, not the submarines, but craft in our airspace where you don't know what it is. Well, you better go figure out what it is really quick. Um, but I have a feeling they've always known.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They have always known. Yeah. They always know. They always know. And they know, uh, again, We're just playing a game and uh, I think it's a, I mean, I I guess, I guess here's one part of it. I I, I hope I'm alive to see the disclosure. I I want to know more.
1: I will be too. Yeah. I want to be be around for that. That's part. part I'm telling you 2023 is going to be a very good year. It's going to be the best year. I believe since 2017, that was a good time too. Wow. We saw some cool stuff. Some great people came out. Um, Started the conversation, and here we are. We're we're talking about it. Um, you came out because people like Lou Elizondo started this conversation and made it mainstream. It made it okay to talk about it. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Well, I guess I'm going to wrap things up here, Shannon. I want to say, uh, you know, thank you very much for uh, coming on the show tonight and uh, talking thank about you. this stuff with me. It was uh, a lot of fun and I really, really appreciate it. And I want to thank all the people that uh, chimed in here with a lot of different comments, yeah. uh, Vapid Engage, Esmeralda. There's a lot of different people that uh, regular people that show up on my channel, fully focused. Uh, thank you very much for all these people uh, for talking and uh, chatting and uh, for paying attention and hopefully we're going to get there one of these days and hopefully that day hopefully
1: that's this year it's going to be a good year brother